Thanks again for being here. I greatly appreciate it. Um, being an entrepreneur, do you ever get nervous in investing in a business? Sometimes. Sometimes you do. But that's where the risk comes in, you know, from being a risk taker. Uh, I mean, there's an opportunities that you walk by sometimes. Yeah. That because they're just not the right opportunity. And uh, some people sell their businesses sometimes especially buying a business they they're like their children they think they're uh, perfect and worth more than they really are but at the end of the day they're not right but the easiest one which you know jj is um, starting them from the ground up mm -hmm. it's just more work but then you don't have all the bad parts of a business when you do an acquisition because but when you when you look at buying businesses, it's all about the culture and the people. It is. And if the culture doesn't match your culture and what you believe in and the businesses you have, it's not a good fit, no matter even if they're almost giving it away. Because culturally, it needs to fit. Absolutely. Do you mind sharing the story for folks that are listening or watching this on how AMB business came about? Um, it was back in uh, 93, I'd worked for another company in this industry, and um, there was two guys, their name was Art and Bill, and um, Art actually, my mother worked, I, I was from Pipestone, I grew up in Pipestone, Minnesota, and um, my mother worked at a technical college over there as in the administration, and Art always used to call on my mother, and so I'd met Art before, but my mother knew Art, and over the years, um, my mother, uh, you know, talked about Art. And at one point in time, um, I decided I wanted to get in to own my own business within mm -hmm. this industry, the office equipment industry, and output devices. And uh, so I called up Art, and I started a conversation because I knew he was getting older. And uh, after about a year, we put a deal together with Art and Bill, Art Sinky and Bill Kerminga, mm -hmm. and that's where the A&B name come from, and we kept the name. Um, Art worked for us different times over the years, he, uh, and that was my deal with Art and Bill both. Bill left after about two weeks. Uh, Art passed a few years ago, uh, but Bill's still around. I talked to Bill, Bill Kerminga. Um, I see him now and then. Um, and uh, but they had all the right ethical background yeah. and that I wanted in a business and the belief the correct beliefs and uh, so it'll be uh, it was September 1st of 1993 and uh, we still have what you know JJ we still yeah. have two people that from the five or six people that were working there still two of the people still work for us that's fantastic. In our company from September of uh, 1st of 93. Those days, days like that, you always remember. You do, exactly. You know. Like an anniversary or a birthday. Like an anniversary or a birthday, and they're important days. And, and just throughout the years, too, just starting it from, like you mentioned, two to five people, and on where we've gone as a company for the last 20-plus years is just eye-opening and fantastic yeah we, we we've worked hard and uh, we've done it for the right reasons mm -hmm. uh, most people get into business for the wrong reasons um, 
and I believe the right reasons. And it's, it's not about the money, it's the reason you do it. It's for personal satisfaction and helping people and making your communities better and being a service of people. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what goes back to talking about vision, mission, and values. If you're doing, doing it for the right reasons and everything, people will respect that and, and honor that. And, and there are so many folks or other businesses just want to make the, the dollar and just yeah. kind of go off in the sunset. Be those, quite people don't really, those people don't really care about people. No. It's all about them. And you don't want to be in business and just make it about you. It's about, you, like you said, your vision, mission, mm-hmm. and values. And um, that's, that's the whole important thing. And if you do it for those reasons, you'll be successful. There are some people who do it for the money and become successful, but they do it at the cost of a lot of things and people right. uh, in, in, in their rear view mirror. <laughs> and the, the one thing I love, and you know this, I came from corporate America uh, seven years ago and everything, not saying there's nothing bad with corporate America. One thing I love being part of the organization I am with A&B is just the family atmosphere and everything. It just makes such a different dynamic, and it, you feel rewarded every single day coming in and going out. It's just a game changer, in, in, in my mind and in my opinion. So, Well, it's about the people. And it's it, about it is the about the people. people mm-hmm. you know? And you do. Um, and not everybody has those moral values, you know. And that's one thing you try to build your culture based on people with those same moral values. Mm-hmm. Um, you try to get it right most of the time. Sometimes you don't. And then that's when sometimes it's not very comfortable. <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. Their, 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 their mission and values don't fit your culture. Being an entrepreneur and business owner, did you have a role model or business mentor gr- growing up? Not really, not specifically. I, I, we, me and my wife talked about that quite a bit. It was, you know, it, it, the people that really succeed, I mean, you, there's men, I, no doubt I had mentors, some mm-hmm. mentors, but not really a mentor. Mm-hmm. I just respect a lot of people and their opinion, you ask them their opinion. And uh, it, it, most of it come, has come within and really who you are yeah. and, and how you develop your character. In your character that's built and uh, you know character starts at a young age and probably the biggest one was my parents put good character yeah in reality and you know I'll tell you, and that's part of our our, our mission and values I always tell the truth I mean I'm telling you as a kid yeah you get in trouble these days but I mean, <laughs> I, I had soap in my mouth yeah <laughs> <laughs> because if you didn't tell the truth and uh, you know you, you you were in trouble and today, those, you know, a lot of accountability is in there. And, yeah, I wouldn't do that today, you know. But, I mean, hey, when I grew up, that was, you know, if you lie again, you're going to get soap in your mouth. <laughs> and for some of you that might have had that done to you, uh, getting soap <laughs> in your mouth isn't any fun. No. I had it done once or twice. And then after that, it was just like, you know. But but, but it has to do with culture. And, it does. But, it, but, it, but yeah. it's, it, it's, it's, it's from different eras, too. And the culture changes with people from, from yeah. generation to generation. And if you read about it, they actually repeat themselves. And it's pretty interesting if you ever look at it, of culturally how people are. Mm-hmm. So, you know, you got the Xers, you got the Boomers. You do. Uh, you got 
the Gen Xs, but you got them all. But they every I think it's every five generations it repeats the same behavior for whatever reason because it's been studied for a long time. Right. And culturally, those people are different from every one of those generations. One thing I like what you mentioned too is character. It just goes such a long way. And, and, and work ethic too, like you mentioned with your parents and everything growing up in Pipestone. Mm -hmm. I knew you worked on a, on a farm and everything. And I feel you can't really teach a good work ethic. No, you can't <laughs> teach a good work ethic. And I think sometimes that's what we don't see very much in the workplace. That's my thoughts. You, you, you don't. I, I mean, I can tell you, when I was pretty young, I mean, you, we, we lived on a dairy farm. If you ever live on a dairy farm, it's like the military. You know, you're up every day. If you're in a dairy farm, those, uh, those animals aren't going to wait to be milked <laughs> in a dairy farm. And nope. They're ob you're obligated seven days a week, and it's an obligation. And, you know, that's part of the work ethic where it comes from but yeah. you learn a lot you do good life experiences and feeding them and doing things out of probably the normal and thinking outside the box and yeah. that that just builds your character and hopefully makes you succeed for for the future or whatever that may look like for you and so. the other thing is growing up farm i think brings creativity yeah because farming is an up and downhill deal and uh you got to be really creative to survive the old term where you know you're fixing something with baling wire that comes from creativity of a farmer because you know and and creativity is created by growing up on a farm not saying other places are bad to grow up but farming right. makes you very creative on what you have to do sometimes just to survive exactly and i have a lot of respect for farmers my father-in-law is a farmer and everything and it's just like you you have your highs and lows but yeah. You figure it out. You figure it out. Yeah. And, you know, I guarantee your father-in-law can really, hey, we'll just fix it with a piece of bailing wire. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> nice thing I like about farmers, too, I think they're some, I kind of look at them as entrepreneurs because they never quit, you know? They, they go, they, they figure it out. They figure it out. Yeah. They don't have a choice. They don't have a choice. That, that's their livelihood, basically. Day that's in and day out. Yeah. yeah. That's the military does too. Mm -hmm. You don't have a choice. You get out of bed and you, you got to get up and be out there a roll call. You don't have a choice. Yeah. And that's what makes, you know, strong work ethic. It does. So. Um, there's highs and lows in, in owning a business. How do you stay positive through it all? You, uh, you got to have a lot of inner self-confidence and, uh, attitude and, uh, you know, no matter who you are, you have some down times, but the people that figure out how to bring themselves out of those down times are the ones that survive better. Yeah. Um, and you just need to do it. And you uh, pray and yeah. uh, ask for help and uh, think about things, how to work them through and pull yourself, pull yourself up uh, out of it and beyond it. Um, some people don't get that. Some people don't ever try to do that. And it's really an effort of making... Uh, yourself do it and within and maybe reading reading mm -hmm. the Bible really reading other yeah. things uh, and maybe talking to the right people sometimes but you know some and some people have a, have a problem with that and that's the reason our country at this current point has a lot of problems with mental health because mm -hmm. some of those people have never been shown or they've lost their way they're lost yeah. sheep so 
you just got to be a good steward of your own your own mind and uh, be positive and always look the bright side and the positive you know um, my mother always used to say you know it, it, it could always be worse and people don't realize that hey, you always got to look at the bright side hey it could have been worse it could have been worse you're 100 right with that and i like what your mom said too yeah. i i i can agree we're very lucky and very blessed to have what we have here in the great united states of america even specifically south dakota yeah and when you look at other countries and just seeing what people what what we complain about and what their circumstances are man it's it's unbelievable yeah yeah I mean, but it's i mean that's one thing you always i, I mean when things get really bad i always think of that it could be worse mm -hmm. it could be worse it definitely can be <laughs> <laughs> one one thing i love about you you're humble always positive every time we talk and everything but that confidence where does that confidence come from was that from your from your parents or was or, or did you just kind of grow grow with that confidence through being an entrepreneur and being a business owner throughout the years I'm a people watcher I always watch people I always have since I've been very young and I always admired people that had confidence and kind of looked at them and tried to never asked them just watch and watch their behavior and what they do um, that, that confidence comes uh, with a lot of things, but the main thing is it's the people you hang around. Yeah. If you live around Debbie Downers, your, your confidence and your attitude and that confidence is going to be because they beat you up. And I guarantee, I, I know I've had friends like that in the past, past friends, mm -hmm. that, that weren't uh, having that good attitude and maybe were arrogant. And uh, I mean, it's just the path I chose to go down. Mm -hmm. I, I didn't choose to go down that path. And uh, there's no need for arrogance. There's no need to agree to do whatever you know. You, you, you just got to do the, what you feel the best about. And in my life, arrogance doesn't have a lot of space. Right. Um, I mean, I I tolerate arrogance, but um, I. Uh, and I'll be nice and it's just some of those people like that arrogance and uh, you know people don't feel well with my lifestyle it's interesting though about surrounding yourself with the people how that really molds you as an individual and everything mm -hmm. you surround yourself with negative people most likely you're gonna be a negative person yeah. you surround yourself with positive people most likely you're gonna be a positive person mm -hmm. or successful people so on so forth but yeah. yeah i like how grant cardone mentions no neg no negativity in the workplace negative vampires yeah that drains your whole day if you visit about the bs or the crap and everything most likely you're going to pass that along to your next customer or to your spouse or whomever you're around so yeah, yeah. it's a, a tom hopkins you know um he was a sales trainer I used in my day yeah. a lot. And yeah, we use Grant Cardone, but a lot of Grant Cardone is a lot of Tom Hopkins. But uh, Tom Hopkins used to say, uh, eagles fly with eagles, ducks fly with ducks. <laughs> and it's so true, you know, mm -hmm. and rats live with rats. And uh, it's all relative to, it really is human, relative. a lot of it's relative to human nature. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you spend some time in nature and you can see those eagles soaring, you know, and you can see the rodents of the world. You just don't want to be living with the rodents. 
Exactly. <laughs> that's a good analogy, though. Well, you don't. I mean, there's, yeah, a, no. there's a lot of rodents, and there's a lot of people that try to try to ride in your coattails and ruin ruin your attitude, and in some cases, try to ruin your life. And we were just talking earlier on the podcast prior is you're only on this life just for a small glimpse and everything. You yeah. want to get, leave a good legacy and be successful. Well, you only have one opportunity and one chance. Well, you don't want to be a rodent. You want to be the best of the best. Right. You want to start with the Eagles. Right, you so. want to start with the Eagles. Yeah. You need to stay above them and figure it out. But it's, it's, it's your inner self, and really, who, who you believe you really are and who you want to be. But if you want to be one of those people, those aren't the people to be hanging around with if you want to be successful and productive and, you know. We, we all could be successful in life, and like you said, confidence. Just have that confidence internally, and you could be the top top 5%. Yeah. Legitimately. You just got to believe in it. You got to believe in it. And yeah. it doesn't take a lot of work, but it, it, it comes from inside. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe I'm blessed from God that way. We are definitely blessed. <laughs> this is one of my favorite... I would say attributes of you. You have such a great heart of giving back to the community. Where does that come from? Every time we talk, you have a special place for the children or giving back to your employees, to other business owners, customers. Uh, the, it comes from maybe just uh, who I am, but um, I have this theory that there's a lot of children's in our, children in our world today that need help and if I'm gonna help somebody I'm gonna help try to mold a child and have a better life um, yeah a lot of other people need help but it's a lot easier to help a child to probably more than anything uh, there's some people that don't want it help and those are some of the adults middle-aged adults yeah and they they're they don't want to be saved you can't save everybody no but if my theory is if I can save as many children and help them out and that's why I'm big on children. Um, you know, and I'm not saying I, I, I mean, there's a lot of abuse and stuff. Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of people, especially women, that are abused. And uh, I mean, I'll help those folks. But for those abusers, uh, I, I don't really have the time of day for some of those people. And the statistics are it's usually women that are abused. There are some men yeah. that are abused. But um, like we talked about, the uh, groundbreaking of new woman mm -hmm. shelter in Sioux Falls yesterday such a need and it, it's a huge need and there you know so I, I'll help those children and those people in that place I'll be more than happy to and they just I don't know where it comes from it comes because I care about people yeah and some people haven't had the right opportunity or got down the wrong path or hung around those wrong people we just talked about mm -hmm. they were they, they they didn't see the rodents around them and they, they had to get out of that, that rat hole. And, um, and, and they were living with people that were uh, with substandard beliefs in a lot right. of things. And I'll help those people all day long. And the cool thing on helping, like you mentioned, those people, the children, so on and so forth, so the gratitude when you, you know, I know you don't do it for them, but just seeing that change that you can impact with those kids and those women and and, and others as well yeah. it just goes such a long way and just people they maybe just didn't come out of a good situation or anything they just needed someone to support them believe mm -hmm. them give them a chance and you give them 
just a glimpse of that, oh my gosh, they could run with it and just turn a, turn their life around in a 180 or 360 there, and that's out. That's the reason why I volunteer and everything. Just, mm-hmm. just seeing the success. The glimpse of, of hope. The glimpse of hope. And, yeah. and those children need a glimpse of hope because sometimes they don't have any, mm-hmm. and they're and they, they they just need to be helped. And there were children are very resilient. Um, you take a child that's resilient compared to somebody that's abusing his wife that's maybe forty years old. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't have a lot of time a day for those people. I, I have time a day for who he's abusing and the children mm-hmm. and give them a glimmer of hope. But, right. um, you know, and those people just keep going back into that rattle. They, they do. I have a, two neighbor boys. The grandma takes care of them. Mom works two jobs to make ends meet and everything, give her all the credit in the world. And these two boys, we've lived on our in our house for five years now. And they'll, they'll come over and play basketball. They'll knock on the door. Mm-hmm. Hey, will you come play basketball? And the and I've been doing this when I have time and everything. I'll go play ball with them. But just seeing the glimpse of hope, oh, yeah. but on how it's just molded them and on how better people they are and how they take care of other kids and they'll bring other kids and be that role model, role model to that child. On okay, this is how you shoot. This is how you do this. This is how you treat the manners. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's just there's so much of that goodness going in our community, but sometimes we just don't don't hear about it or, or see it as much as we should so. and you don't realize sometimes the little things you can do to help like children like that they, mm-hmm. i mean it, it, whatever time you spent i mean to them you know it's monumental it is and it's very rewarding but as you see people like that that's where the rewards are it's not a financial reward it's no. a personal reward of of seeing people um you know for years um i I've been very involved in junior achievement in South Dakota. And I used to go in the classroom and we'd talk about stuff and a lot of different things. And um, boy, those those kids are just being enlightened. But what was more rewarding, and it still happens to me today, I'll run into one of those young people mm-hmm. that are now adults. Yeah. And they'll go, oh, I remember you. I, I remember the message you gave to me in junior achievement, right? Yeah. And that's what's more rewarding than anything where you just have some, I mean, I mean, part of the time I only remember them because I, I did a lot of classes back right. in those days. And you, you just, you know, you go, now, what school was that? But it's rewarding because they remembered me. And that tells me I had an impact on, on, on those people. Exactly. So. And as a human being or as a child, you may think about those little positive things that you had in your life whatever that may be and those kids that you spoke to or so on and so forth they just remember maybe your face or maybe one word or one sentence that you ingrained in them and it's history yeah yeah. so that that's the reward that is a reward reward. and I, i challenge anyone listening to us or watching this today make a difference go go donate some time if it's 15 minutes 30 minutes a week you won't notice. You may notice a difference right away, but oh my gosh, you're doing such a good thing by doing that. Yeah, yeah. like your neighbor, the neighbor kids you're talking about. Yeah, I mean, put positive thoughts in their mind, right? Mm-hmm. Because they might not have positive thoughts. I mean, they're living with their grandmother for some reason. Yeah, right. And they, but the, and there's people, they're all around us, mm-hmm. and you, you can't help them all, but you can help as many as you can. You could definitely, right? Yeah, so. I feel everyone has a story. You don't know their story, but if you can just put a smile on their face, 
that's all that matters. That can make a big difference. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. Make a difference in, in your life and be positive and try to help others. Mm hmm So simple, though. It's pretty basic. Yeah, it is basic. <laughs> <laughs> but we forget about that, though. We do. <laughs> um, what were some of the key sacrifices you made being a business owner to be successful? Um, I sacrificed... Uh, when I bought my business, um, I had a really good job, and I sacrificed income, sacrificed probably time with my family, yeah, because I put it all in on my business, and uh, you know, there's, but I mean, uh, there was many years I didn't pay myself in my business. I was worried about making sure I took care of all my people. That's remarkable. I, um, I think it was over three years I, I uh, wrote checks to myself, but I didn't cash them because I didn't have the money to cash them. And we had to, you know, live very frugally. Mm -hmm. But that's why I grew up, so I, I, I knew how to do it. Yeah. And this, some people aren't willing to make that sacrifice. They don't, they, they, they don't want to change their life or, right. or sacrifice things in their life, you know. Um, we... Uh, we had a lot of old cars, and when I first bought A and B, I bought two cars with A and B, and a guy that still works here drove it. And I went and looked at it, and you could see the, you could see the highway, you could see the highway underneath the car because it was so rusted out. Like a Fred Flintstone car. It was like bit. a Fred Flintstone <laughs> car, and that I mean that was you know it's like ah oh, yeah we. But shortly, we, we did what we could, and we got just a little bit better car. Got to upgrade. And then we had a delivery van that we had a name for, and I bought it. Um, and uh, literally, the door used to fall off it when we do deliveries. But really? that's all we could afford. Yeah. And, but we made it through it. You know, we made it through it, and we sacrificed. And, you know, we, <laughs> we did what it took, do what it takes, mm -hmm. you know, and... Uh, but that's, I mean, there's a lot of sacrifice, several. But, For sure. You know, and people aren't willing to make that sacrifice sometimes. And that's the reason they don't help other people. They're not willing to take the sacrifice of their own time. And with those sacrifices, too, that made your organization, you know, short-term and everything could have been a lot. But now long-term and everything, just on how successful we've grown the business. You've grown the business with the employees and everything and so many other things we're doing is just, I bet for you, you're like, oh my gosh, those all paid off, those sacrifices. It paid off, but yeah. you know, what kills me sometimes, people say you're the luckiest person. I go, it's not luck, it's it's hard work. I was and, just and it's say. sacrifices. Uh, people say you're the luckiest person ever. Well, you know, I'm, I, I, maybe a little luck, but it's more using my head and uh, sacrifice and pulling myself out of um, you know, uh, the one thing about, there, there's another saying that uh, Tom Hopkins used to say, um, selling and taking, taking care of customers can take you to the heights of happiness, to the depths of depression in minutes back and forth. And you just can't let it take you to the depths of depression. Mm -hmm. But as you know, that happens some days. Right, it does, JJ? yeah. It happens with you when mm -hmm. someone says something or brings something up to you and, and you just wonder where they're coming from right but anyway um but the heights of happiness to the depths of depression <laughs> all within minutes 
That's that's very very true. And so on having a, a good attitude and perspective too. Mm-hmm. And they have that short short term memory. Yeah. And you, you know, you're moving on to the next person. Make yeah. sure you you're authentic. You're trustworthy. You take care of them, and right. then everything usually falls into place. But yeah, with what you said, it's not lucky. No, you're a successful entrepreneur and business owner. You put in the time. You sacrifice. You busted your ass, and mm-hmm. things fall into place when mm-hmm. stars align. When things happen like that, so. And you learn to space yourself away from those people that take you to the depths of depression. Yes. I mean, you, you got you just don't hang around. Mm-hmm. Right. And those are some of those adults that I, I'm not going to try to say. And as I got older, I figured that out. When I was younger, you know, I, over the years, you watch people and you listen to them. You, you can get a lot just by sitting back and watching people and listening. And he, he, he who says the least learns more. <laughs> <laughs> I became a better listener the older and older I get and more yeah, mature. You do. Yeah. You do. And going back to, like, friends or, you know, folks that you, maybe you surrounded yourself, say 20 years removed or 30 years ago, or even high school friends. I've noticed that too. The, the older I get, I don't have as many childhood friends or things of that right. nature, but that's not a bad thing necessarily it's not because a bad thing. When, when I go back home and I kind of see their, their lifestyle or what they're doing or how life turned out, it's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm glad I moved or did what I'm doing. So I, I could I could have been just as guilty or, or even being worse in their situation, seriously. Yeah. So, yeah. It's, it's an interesting concept when you go back and look at that, and I've done it many times. Yeah. One thing I wanted to end with, if you're good with, what are some key reasons that you love our state and city? I feel like the list could go on and on there. But. I love uh, our state uh, because of the way it's ran by our governor. Yeah. Um, they don't Excellent. put up with the negative. They don't put up with things that don't make any sense. And there's other states like that, but there's a lot of stuff that just doesn't make any sense in our world. And it, it, it doesn't fit the mold and the culture that America is made of. And uh, I love our state because I think South Dakota stands for America mm-hmm. and the way America should be. And uh, my grandparents immigrated to this country. And they did it all legally without no help, and they were successful. My grandmother had 12 children on my father's side, and she was always proud to say she never took any money from the government. That is wonderful. And she ironed shirts at night for business people and worked in a restaurant, and uh, her husband died at a young age, and you talk about people that were role models. My grandmother could have been a role model. Yeah, she sacrificed she, him. And she came to America when she was 16. And I and I wasn't very old when she passed. I mean, because I'm a younger grandchild out of, out of my family. And she was always proud. I mean, the one thing I remember, I'm proud because I never took any money from our country because I didn't need it. Mm-hmm. And it goes back to our state doesn't tolerate. Yeah. And our, our state is strong about that, and several states are, but... And it goes back to those people that want to take away from us of things. And I'll help anybody if they want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to help people that don't want to help themselves right. if, if they can't pull themselves up and help themselves at all. And th- those are the scavengers. Mm-hmm. And that's our state doesn't put up with those people. And I, I'm so glad. 
I moved from Colorado, Nebraska, Nebraska, South Dakota. South Dakota is my home, and I always say that. Very blessed, we're very lucky, mm-hmm. and we don't tolerate a lot of good air, a lot of stuff here in yeah. the state. So, yeah, very happy to be here. We, we and it, that's South Dakota and the Midwest, you know. So, and we kind of talked about this traveling. Um, I just traveled back to Colorado. You were traveling too, as yeah. well, and. I wore a South Dakota hat or hoodie. I don't know what I had on, but three people come by. I love your state. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love your governor. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, perfect. But you hear that more and more. You hear it all the time. Oh, my gosh. I, yeah. I mean, our state, I think our state is a role model. There's other states that are like ours, but there's some that are, you know, I, I just traveled, which, you know, through many states. Yeah. There's a lot of places where there's a lot of those people that are being tolerated in our country in some areas are has some issues mm-hmm. there is and we got a good foundation and values and we have foundation values and mm-hmm. that's uh, our, our state stands for the same things uh, I stand for and our companies stand for mm-hmm. and hopefully the people everyone that works for us and we try to instill those values and culture within everyone oh yeah, I think you're dead on right there. Yeah. Anything you wanted to finish up with? Or? No, not really. That's, I mean, I think, you know, it was uh, good to talk about it. Thanks for taking the time to ask these questions. No, it's great having you. You've always been a role model in my career and everything and always pushing me and giving me advice and putting me in the right direction, and I appreciate that from the bottom of my heart. So thank you very much, Dennis, for being on the podcast. Thanks, JJ. Have a good day. Thank you.